0: Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Report's personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Diane Weinberg. Diane, are you ready to do this? Yes. Excellent.
1: I am. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Excited to have you. Let's do this. Diane is an attorney. She is the owner of Weinberg Elder Law. She is of counsel at Morgan and & DeSalvo, and she is a candidate for probate court judge of Fulton County, Georgia. I'm excited to have you on Diane, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I'll start with the first. I'm an elder law and special needs planning attorney, and I fell into this practice kind of by accident. We were supposed to move. uh, I was actually a railroad attorney in my previous life. We were supposed to go someplace where there was no railroad law. It just wasn't a good jurisdiction. And I thought, well, what do I want to be when I grow up, when this isn't an option? and I absolutely fell in love with this practice that was 15 years ago, and I'm still doing it today, and as you mentioned, I'm running for probate court judge, and that's another way for me to to reach people, our our vulnerable populations. Um, But um, my personal life, I live outside of Atlanta, Georgia, with my husband, our three kids, and our dog, um, Cindy Lou, who hopefully will be quiet during the podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The challenges when working at home. and um, I am an avid knitter and crocheter. Some people know me. I'm kind of a self-described yarn addict. And I also like to walk, and I've walked several half marathons for the leukemia uh, team in training.
0: Nice. Well, that, that's awesome. So, I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever spoken to a, a, railroad, a former railroad attorney. Railroad
1: attorney, yes. It's a very little-known, very specialized area of law, um, but it's a lot of fun. I got to uh, climb up and down railroads and uh, railroad cars. And uh, the first day I went for my interview, the uh, senior partner walked in in you know jeans and and. Steel-toed boots and said, "I'm sorry, I'm late, but there was a dead body on the track, and we Ooh. were trying to figure out if the person had died before or after the train hit it." And I'm like, "Oh, that—that's too much fun," and and it was—it <laughs> was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm sure there's a million different applications and areas of the law when when it comes to the railroad. So I'm sure that. There was, uh, I'm sure, there were dull moments, but I'm sure that there were very few. So, and as yeah, for fun. knitting and crocheting, how does how does one get into that?
1: Um, how did I get into that? <laughs> well, actually, there was a period of time where I joke I became my own client. I actually became very ill. I developed leukemia. Oh my, oh
0: my! And goodness.
1: so there was a period I had to actually, you know, leave practice and. And, and, you know, there was about two and a half years. And um, my my I grew up in a very crafty family. My mother was an artist, a lettering artist, and she knit and crocheted. And she for a period of – well, she knit. She didn't really crochet. There was a period of time that she also um, – you know, she would actually make our own clothes. So very, very creative. And so if, during this period when I really couldn't work, um, I kind of started to explore – that creative side of me and developed a love for knitting and crocheting and i'm um, actually a member of the atlanta knitting guild i've served as an officer in that there's my synagogue congregation Beth shalom i'm a 25 a 20 year member there we started a craft group there as well so it's been something that's been a great way to to reach people um and uh and it's been a great way to express myself so yeah. I've, I've enjoyed it
0: oh, i certainly appreciate that and in times when we are more limited in our entertainment choices, it's probably always good to have that right in your back pocket, for, uh, for, for, for lack of a better term. And I also think that it seems like there is a, a big-time uptick in more artisanal or maybe just just just, just more craftsmanship or for, uh, as as it would be.
1: Yeah. yeah, people, there is a joy in creating something. And one thing, so, it, it, and there's a lot of technique involved. Um, so the stitches themselves are not very complicated. The stitches are very basics. And once you learn the basics, what you realize is that you pretty much, you see these beautiful lace patterns. You see these beautiful um, decorative um, de- decorative knits. Um, and I'm trying not to get too technical with, sure. with the terms. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you realize that you can do it. And it's that joy of, of not just being able to knit, but looking at something, like a sweater somebody else is wearing, and you kind of analyze it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Um, it's There's a lot of social, a lot of bonding over creativity, believe it or not. Um, people get together, and we create together and we teach each other. So it's something, there's something very intellectual, very stimulating about it because you always have that opportunity to try something new, learn two, new techniques, learn things that you enjoy, learn things that you don't enjoy. You don't have to do big projects. You can do very small projects as well and get a lot of personal satisfaction about them. Uh, the other thing you find is that people who are crafters are givers. And yeah. I can sit down in a group of, of crafters and of the people are making something for somebody else very few are actually doing it for themselves and it's that joy of creating and it's that joy of giving Giving a gift. So it's really a neat group to be involved in and of course It's always nice when you make something that you use and you take it out and say yes, this was me I I put my time and effort into it. So it's, it's like I said, there's a lot of satisfaction in that
0: yeah, that's that absolutely very satisfying right there. Appreciate that. Hopefully, we've just uh, caused the Google search uptick for knitting and crocheting to go up a little I bit. I think so. so.
1: <laughs> I, I hope so. so.
0: <laughs> and now on to uh, your 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 current area of, of focus of practice. You've been at it for fifteen years of planning for our planning for for for, for folks who are getting older, aging parents. Um, tell us right. a little bit about some of the main I, I guess opportunities challenges what what does that look like
1: well there's a lot of different and, I, and I'm going to try to stay focused I know because we don't have we have a limited amount of sure. time but um, but when you start talking about people who are aging you're talking about really individuals who develop disabilities um, and you can see disability at at any age really you see um, in my practice itself encompasses really three primary areas we talk about um, people who need access to public benefits to help them finance their long-term care long-term care is extremely expensive in this country actually it's extremely expensive in any country Um, but here we do have a lot of of private pay options um, but they need to be supplemented with in, in many cases with public options um And we'll come back to that. But anyway, so I look at helping people access uh, public benefits to help them finance their long-term care. Um, We also look at what's called special needs planning. People who have disabilities and, uh, for example, they might be born um, with autism or with Down syndrome or perhaps they develop another traumatic brain injury and they can't anymore provide for themselves. So again, we look at special needs planning for that individual to help them help finance their long-term care. And then, of course, um, we also talk about guardianships and conservatorships, and that's where individuals either, again, they were born with an intellectual disability um, or developed an intellectual disability during their lifetime, um, or you might find a senior who has developed dementia, and they can no longer make responsible decisions on their own. And this is a really serious process because the court actually removes somebody's fundamental rights and gives it to somebody else so that that person – Protect, to protect that individual's rights. So that could be, for example, removing somebody's right for medical care, removing their right to get married, removing their right to consent uh, to create a contract. These are all rights that the uh, in Georgia, it's called the probate court. It varies from, from state to state. But uh, that's a third part of my practice is assisting people with that process of guardianship and conservatorship. but today we were going back to that first part which is looking at some of those planning documents um, and they would also not only actually they would are appropriate both for helping people finance long-term care as well as helping people avoid guard, uh, those drastic measures of guardianship and conservatorship that we talked about. Got it. So does that get frame where we where we are in the conversation? Yeah
0: perfect perfect.
1: okay. So you want me um let's go ahead if it's okay we'll talk about some of the documents that yeah. people are looking at. Great. And this again is is important it's not just important for individuals who are older. This is important for individuals of all ages because I have people who come into my office and you know again somebody's had a bad car accident, they have a traumatic brain injury. Um so what a, you know and they could be of any age. Um I have a lot of people unfortunately who are not you know they're my age they're younger than me they've developed multiple sclerosis and while there are certain types of multiple multiple sclerosis that are they go it goes into remission there are some that that there are certain types that are progressive and degenerative and so you see those individuals very young in their 40s young 40s um, with children and um, who you know it, it, and those are really tough cases as well because you've got individuals who are very young but they lose capacity. And so what do we do to help, to help those that are taking care of us? Um, How do we give them guidance as to what we want? How do we, um, how do we make sure that they're able to provide for our care? And there's typically two types of documents that we see. Um, Some states have a third. Now, what we typically see is a, um, is a power of attorney that people use this all the time and it's a very familiar uh, it's a very familiar term in Georgia we call them durable powers of attorney because they survive in capacity which means that if I have a power of attorney and tomorrow something happens and I can no longer speak for myself that power of attorney remains in effect Some states, you actually have to write that it's durable. Otherwise, upon my incapacity, it ceases to work. Hmm. But in Georgia, all powers of attorney are durable. I know. Isn't that interesting? This is super state-specific, so you've got to talk to somebody in your state to make sure that these rules um, apply to you. But the power of attorney gives somebody else the ability to manage my finances uh, so that I have a power of attorney, and I can give my husband my power of attorney. And he has the right to use my bank accounts under this power of attorney, even uh, even though just because we're married doesn't give him the right to access my financial accounts. I have to actually give him access. And so this power of attorney would give him access to my account. But the power of attorney is not – it's not all encompassing it's limited by what we call the four corners of the document so if i say my husband only has the right to uh access my account in months that end in a y in march and april he can't access my account but he can in may Hmm. um so they're literally that limited also you're supposed to stand in the shoes of that person who is incapacitated which means or the person who the principal the person who gave you that power of attorney you stand in their shoes which means you don't do anything that they wouldn't do and the example we always give in georgia and by the way i don't care this is i'm not a big football fan but you know this is georgia sec rivalries <laughs> abound so yeah so let's just say that you know i'm a big georgia fan and my husband's a big florida fan and he has the nerve to use my power of attorney and write a big check to florida right. okay that won't work. That goes over poorly. And really, that violates the terms of the power of attorney. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to act as if I act. Um, the other thing that people run into trouble with the powers of attorney is you're not supposed to benefit yourself with the power of attorney when you're the agent. You're supposed to benefit the person who uh, who gave you that power of attorney. Right. And we see this. Yeah, we see this a lot. Um, you ever watch Monty Python, the bring out your dead sure. scene? Yeah, where there, and if you haven't seen it to your listeners, it's one of my favorites. There's a, it's medieval times, the plague has struck, and there's a guy walking around, you know, with bringing a gong going, bring out your dead, bring out your dead. And there's another guy who walks out and he says, I've got somebody for you. And he has a body, and the body suddenly speaks up and says, I'm not dead yet. Um, and I swear that's a lot of my practice is telling people <laughs> mom and dad are not dead yet. And you don't get to use your money to buy things that you want. Mm. You Get to use their money to take care of them. Oh, so, oh um, people. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I know you really want this now and you need that house. And I understand that they've got financial um, financial issues. But, you know, you got to You got to wait. Use mom's money for mom's care while mom's still alive. This is her savings, she saved it for a rainy day, we need an umbrella, it's time. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Those are powers of attorney. Then we have healthcare powers of attorney. Some in Georgia called it advanced directives for healthcare, in um, in other states they're called healthcare proxies, and it's pretty much like it sounds. If somebody needs access to healthcare, then um, you can speak on that person's behalf. Uh, the advanced directive allows you to get access to their medical records, Um, sometimes there is a separate document dealing with psychiatric issues. Georgia does not address psychiatric issues, but Arizona, for example, has a proxy to deal with psychiatric issues or if somebody has dementia that allows you to put them um, to make arrangements for them to live in a memory care unit. It's not handled by the advanced directive (laughs) in Georgia. Our advanced directive does, does deal with that. It allows you to make housing arrangements. Interestingly, it can't force somebody to go into a facility it can't force somebody to get medical treatment remember we're not this is a what we call a concurrent power it gives somebody else the power to do something that you yourself can do so if I give my husband the power of attorney and he tells me an advance directive he's my agent and he says Diane I want you to take this medicine I still have the right to say no because he's my, my agent he can consent for me but I still have that overriding right to say no. Got it. Um, And so the other thing that Georgia has, and again some states have this as a separate document, is what used to be called a living will, what Georgia used to call living will, and it still is a living will in other states. And this is the document that says, do you want what are called extraordinary measures in the event you can't speak for yourself and you're at the end of a terminal condition, Or in a state of permanent unconsciousness so you can't speak for yourself do you want somebody to withhold nutrition which is withholding food and hydration which is fluid by the way it's not your ability to eat or drink if you can eat or drink you get to eat or drink it's if it's being introduced through a stomach tube or intravenously do you want that and it's not going. you're not going to get better no one's withholding something that would allow you to get better rather you're not going to get better. And by giving you food and water or nutrition and hydration, we're merely going to extend your life. We're not going to cure you. We're just going to keep you alive longer. It's a super personal decision. I've seen people who say, pull the plug. And I've seen people who said, God is going to take me when God is good and ready. So do everything you can to keep me alive. Got it. I've, yeah, that's a very personal decision. I, have, I am completely neutral. Um, so those are the primary planning documents. That we have. Um, the other point that's worth noting is the importance of making sure you've got the right, what we call fiduciary, that your agent is the right person. We've seen horrible cases where people don't have good agents, and those agents um, will take money, those agents will sell themselves a family home, um, they invite themselves to live in their house with their boyfriend who is a um, who has been convicted of identity theft? Perfect. Um, I know. I know. We've really seen some horrible planning uh, happen as a result of um, as a result of poor fiduciaries. So you've got to pick that kid or that friend. Maybe none of your kids. You love your kids, but you know what? None of them. Uh, you know, you've got several with drug addiction. You've got a couple that have had bankruptcy. A couple that are living on the edge. They're financially unstable. And those are not good fiduciaries even that financially unstable child you remember wimpy's from Popeye if I borrow you know can you rent me money today and I'll pay you next Tuesday Right. it's not gonna happen no one ever pays next Tuesday no. instead what happens is they borrow money they say I'm gonna borrow a hundred dollars mom will never miss it next month comes they say oh I meant to pay that hundred dollars but you know what I'm gonna borrow another hundred and it's never done or it's rarely done with ill will. It's always, almost always, with the intent to repay it. But in the end, it's it's what we call conversion of assets. It's actually criminal. You're taking money from somebody else and using it for your benefit, and that's actually a crime. That's actually something you can be prosecuted for.
0: That's an excellent euphemism, right there. Conversion of assets.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You have the right to those assets, but you're not oh, using oh. them in the way they were intended, yeah. and that's yeah. that's that's a criminal. It's
0: way asset. better than stealing. <laughs>
1: It's just a nicer way of saying Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> Got it. Well, Diane, so, Savage Nation, yeah. is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Okay. Uh, hopefully your takeaway today is the importance of planning. Um, one of the, uh, life happens, plan for it. That's our the expression of motto of uh, Morgan and DeSalvo, and that's very true. As you can see today with all the uproar of the coronavirus, Um these were all things that we didn't expect life happened it happened very quickly but with good planning do you have things in place so that when you're unable to plan when your job situation changes when your health changes do you have something in place so that you it will get you through and hopefully your your uh, listeners will take away that that importance of putting that plan in place for that for those difficult situations these are not easy conversations that we have in our office you know we're talking about what happens when you can't speak when you are critically ill when you are at the end of a life i mean this is these are really unpleasant conversations they're very tough it's ta- and it's taking that hard look should my kids be my agent um which child is best able to handle money which child is best able to ha- talk to a doctor about my head me- medical care these are really hard conversations to have, really tough decisions to make, but they're so important for ensuring that what you want is carried out. And honestly, it makes things easier for your family and for your friends. If they know what you want, they can say, oh, I know, you know, doctor, this is what my mother would have wanted or my father would have wanted. And it it makes the burden on those people so much less because we're seeing your wishes carried out.
0: Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Life happens. Plan for it. I think that that is, you know, I think it's always true. But right now, certainly, you can, you can apply that to, uh, to what's going on in the world, as, as you said. So I appreciate that. Well, Diane, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? And where can they learn about the campaign?
1: Thank you very much. Well, my, this, first of all, thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you for allowing me to come and talk to everyone. Um, if you want to learn more about me, you can actually go to our firm's website at morgandesalvo.com and DeSalvo is spelled D I S as in Sam, A L is in Lambda, V is in Victor O.com and look up my name and check out my practice profile and the articles that I've written, and uh, you'll see what we've been doing in our practice. Um, If you want to learn about my campaign, and please come learn about my campaign too, you can go to dianeforjudge.com, and Diane, by the way, is spelled with one N, -N D-I-A-N-E, dianeforjudge.com, and take a look there, learn about what we're we're doing during this campaign, and um, hopefully you will feel uh, the ability to contribute time and, of course, finances to the campaign as well.
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Diane your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to morgandesalvo.com and DianeForJudge.com. Check out all the great stuff, what she's working on. You can find all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Diane. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.